Welcome to the Better Brave Podcast, where you get to hear unique stories from guests like you who choose to live bravely outside of their comfort zones. I'm Candace Dudley, your host, former teacher turned online business mentor and podcaster. This podcast is for you if you're committed to living life on purpose, no more following the rules of society. Go hit the follow button if you haven't yet and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Welcome back to the show. I have a special guest, Shauna Shelton. She is in charge and leads three salon companies, a boutique in two locations. She's also a full-time salon growth manager for Surface Hair. And her greatest passion is growing others and helping them find success. And we met at an entrepreneurial event in Red Wing, Minnesota. You are from locally from the area, but you traveled pretty far for that event, didn't you? Yes. I'm actually from like 20 miles south of Red Wing and now live in Watertown, South Dakota. It's about five okay. hours. We don't really have anything planned and we are just here following a nudge. And I think that that's important to share because so often we ignore those things. And I think especially as women, we have this knowing, we have this gut feeling, we have wherever it is for you, you just have this nudge. And so Shauna and I were like, I think we need to have a podcast recording. I don't know what it's going to be about, but let's just trust that whatever comes out of our mouths today, someone needs to hear. So here we are following a nudge. Hopefully that alone is inspiring to you. And I think let's just start Shauna with your story of how you came to be in charge of all these things and wear all these hats. Oh, crazy, crazy. If you would have asked me when I was graduating high school, what I was going to do with my life, I would have told you that I was going to be um, an ag teacher and an FFA advisor. That was what I had my heart set on. We're a little far from that. (laughs) (laughs) To see myself in the beauty industry is about a 180. Um, But growing up, I, I really never knew what I wanted to do. I really, really struggled with that. Senior year came around and it felt like a lot of my classmates knew what they wanted to do or where they were going to school, at least um, by Christmas break. (laughs) I'm still sitting there like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I mean, I still don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. (laughs) Where he leads, he will provide. So that's what I'm doing now. But um, springtime of my senior year, I went, you know, I love FFA. It's a really fun organization. Maybe maybe I'm going to go that route. So I uh, Googled the best agriculture schools uh, in the Midwest (laughs) and three of them popped up. Two were close to home. (laughs) So I I picked uh, South Dakota State University in Brookings, South Dakota, and I moved away and I was in about my second year of AGED. It was a Monday morning, AGED 101, and I had an epiphany sitting in class that if I went through with this, I would be hanging out with high school boys the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) How I had that epiphany two years into college, I still have no idea. (laughs) Oh, that's my mom. I called my mom after that class and I said, mom, I'm dropping out of school. And she was like, uh, what? I was like, she's like, well, what are you going to do? And I said, um, and in my mind, I hadn't thought that far yet. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Good point. What else? Am I do? So the fastest answer that came out of my mouth was one I was never even thinking of. I said, I might go to beauty school, use it as a, a part-time job while I get my real degree is what oh, I told her. Okay. <laughs> she said, okay, as long as you have a plan, I'm okay with that. So I started in uh, cosmetology school and about two months in, I realized that it was definitely going to be more than a part-time job. I saw the opportunity to serve people Mm. more than just doing their hair. And I think what initially drew me to ag education was the difference that my ag teacher and FFA advisor made in my life. Right. 
the, just the opportunity to serve people. Mm-hmm. And I just, I saw that in the industry and in so many ways beyond physically doing hair. What's cool about cosmetology is, you know, it's one degree that encompasses everything. So you kind of get your PhD when you graduate, yeah. way, right? <laughs> so you, you can go wherever you can do the things. There's always extra um, steps on the ladder of certifications and whatnot. It's kind of a wide open book. So from there, I I started working as a hairstylist and Absolutely loved it. Saw the opportunity to open a small salon to give other stylists more freedom and a place to grow themselves. And then it kind of just spiraled from there. Here we are with three. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So if we get back up for a second, I think when you're talking about being in high school and needing to know what you're going to do, I mean, I didn't have that epiphany till like recently where I'm like, wow, we were kids. We were, mm-hmm. we, how would we know what we wanted to do? But I remember feeling like you needed to know what you wanted to do or it was wrong. And so I just went, I'm going to be a teacher like my dad. He was made a big in- impact on me. And that's just what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to think about anything else because we have to pick now. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yep. wild? Like we have to pick at 18 because that's what and, society set up. And set. Yeah. And you know, and looking back, it is crazy. It's like, oh my gosh, how many times did I change my mind from then yeah. till today? <laughs> yeah. And I just like that your mom's response was not to be like, oh, I'm going to talk her out of it. You can't do this. You're going to ruin your life. It was like, okay, well then tell me what you're, what you're thinking. Like, what, what are you doing instead because I don't know if my kids came to me like that. I hope I would respond like that. But I think our knee jerk reaction would be to like, keep them safe. And to us, safety would be to finish college. Don't leave the course. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, naturally there's a lot of worries when you're two years into college and the mountain of student loan debt. Right. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, just the strength, I think even for my mom to say, well, as long as you have a plan, I'm okay with that. And thinking back, I didn't have a plan, but I'm sure yeah. when she said that, something stuck with me like, Shauna, you got to figure it out. You can't just go into yeah. this blindly. <laughs> so right. I did, um, after Cosmo school, I did transfer those credits and complete a business degree then, um, which okay. ultimately has definitely um, enhanced opportunities within the beauty industry as well. Tell me about what you do. You le- So you lead three salons. You have two boutiques are a salon growth manager. So do you actually do hair anymore? Are you more office business? What do you do? So surprisingly, I do still find time to do some hair. Oh, wow. (laughs) But the last um, four years, I would say is what's probably changed the most. Um, During the pandemic, I was a full-time hairdresser and behind a one-chair salon, and I worked about 60 hours a week. Then I kind of slowly weaned off as we grew our our salon companies just because I felt like it was very important to be present in them Mm. Um, and and not necessarily doing hair because doing hair alongside um, your teammates is absolutely fantastic. But I feel like when I'm there serving them as people and Mm -hmm. team members is most important and just being able to be present. And so I stepped back to about 20 hours a week. And then about a year ago is when I got the um, salon growth manager opportunity. I was a, you know, full-time entrepreneur until then. So to go back working full-time for a company was a huge uh, decision and lifestyle change. Um, But salon growth manager, basically what it means is you have four states that carry the brand, let's say, and your job is to support salon owners with promotions and ideas to help grow their team and ultimately the company as a whole, right? So I 
it was so intriguing to be able to serve other salon owners in the Midwest and help them grow. And it has been the absolute best decision, but um, that ultimately meant I stepped down to six hours a week behind the chair. So behind the chair now, I'm about um, just Wednesdays and Thursday nights for a few hours. So very, very minimal. I have like nine nine guests. It's been so hard to take that guest book. Yeah. But a lot of my guests have stayed with our teams, which means so, so much to me. So I still get to see their friendly faces in the boutiques and salons. Yeah. So were you always multi-passionate? Yeah. You know, when I was younger, it, it kind of came out as, you know, you have to pick one thing. Like you can't do mm-hmm. all the sports. You can't do FFA and FCCLA, like pick one, right? Yeah. But, you know, my parents let me do all the things and I never like had to decide until like an FFA and FCCLA, once you're in certain events or in leadership, then you kind of have to pick an organization sometimes, things like that. But I always did a lot of things in high school. Okay. And I think it probably just stemmed from there. And then growing up, I've, I've always felt like, and, and maybe this is something that I learned because my parents allowed me to do so many things, but I always feel like you can do what, whatever your heart, whatever is in your heart, you can do all of the things mm-hmm. um, like Andrea Hansen. She's a great um, yeah. role model for this herself, you know, being a landlord, being a boutique owner, doing yes. I mean, how many things like, and I actually got that term from her multi-passionate because it is true, you can um, fulfill all the passions that are in your heart. There's a way mm-hmm. to do to do all of them, right? I yeah. recently picked up a passion for like woodworking and building yeah. things of my own. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I've done so much work for our businesses that now it's fun to do some personal projects. But yeah, I feel like you can do anything you put your mind to and the opportunity to grow and to learn in life is one of the best gifts I think we're all given. Yeah. The freedom to pick up a book, to listen to a new audio book, to listen to a podcast and to learn something new. Always when you're, when you're green, you're growing. Once you're ripe, you rot. That's something the owner of surface. Ah, And I I like that. Stay green and growing. um, You, you feel better too. You feel more energized. I have to tell you about the brand new Align Business Collective, led by Andrea Hansen, Brittany Williams, and myself, Candace Dudley, three entrepreneurs who have taken the leap, left their nine-to-five jobs, and are multi-passionate business owners. We understand your struggles. We have been in your shoes and felt that tug in our hearts, knowing we are made for something bigger. Those racing thoughts that keep you up at night, that feeling in your heart that tells you it's time to break up with your nine-to-five job, we know it too. Join us to discover a community that blends empowerment, education, and camaraderie for female entrepreneurs like you. Our collective offers an array of exclusive benefits designed to elevate your business journey and foster personal growth. We know that hiring a business coach can sometimes feel impossible when you're starting out, which is why we created this collective. Whether you are just starting to realize that you have the potential to create something great or already in the process of creating an exit plan to leave your nine to five or have already taken the brave and bold leap to become an entrepreneur, this is the community that you have been dreaming of. No matter what stage you are at, we are here to support you. To find out more, join our mailing list. Head to the show notes for the link. Now back to the show. Yes. So I'm curious, what advice would you have for other people who are multi-passionate and they are just kind of racking their brains on how do I make this work for myself? How do I make this work in my favor? How can I take all my passions or at least some of them? How do I make this work into a life? That's a great question. So I kind of had that question for myself about five years ago when I was deciding 
you know, what route I wanted to go within the beauty industry. And I even came to a crossroads at one point wondering if this industry was still for me. I found a book and it's called When to Jump. But the thing that the book taught me was we can be multi-passionate and have all these passions, then logistics need to align so that we can jump and so yeah. we can continue to do all the things. Staying grounded in the how-tos, but also keeping in perspective that creativity of all the wants and that natural creative flow. I'm reading a book right now. One of the things she talks about is she says, you know, think about the last time you were most creative. If you think about it, it's like, it's hard to actually pinpoint a time. And then she says, you know, if you're out in nature and you're just taking a walk, like where's your brain going? Yeah. Well, it's probably relaxed and it's very creative because you're relaxed mm-hmm. and you're creative. Yeah. And so I, I think being in that mindset of letting that energy flow and refueling, not just when you feel like you need to refuel. Yeah, but also keeping perspective and just making sure all the other things are in line. It sounds like you're saying, you know, don't fight it. Sometimes I think we're multi-passionate society has kind of made us feel like it's wrong. For my past year, I've done everything from flipping furniture every day of the week to then like coaching women to running my podcast to starting a blog to opening an online shop of crystal bracelets and, and grounding tools. Like none of that on paper fits together. I think everybody should have permission to be like, it doesn't need to on paper make sense to anybody Mm -hmm. else because it just fits for you. What you're saying is don't fight it, let it happen. And when you're just talking about that creative stuff, I just had a moment this past week, my parents took the kids for a sleepover. And of course on the car ride home, I'm 10 minutes into my short drive and my brain without kids needing to take care of them is all of a sudden firing. And I'm like, oh, I should teach people how to start a podcast and, oh, I should create this. And I, and so, yeah, when you're in those creative flows. So I think also though, you have to take time to be still and to, like you said, refuel and be in those calm, still quiet moments, whether it's in nature, wherever, because as a multi-passionate person myself as well, when I try to push, do, do, and push it and force it, then I don't get those creative moments. I don't get those big hits in my brain of like, oh, this is what we're doing next. Oh, this is what we'll create. So I think finding those times for stillness and like you said, letting it happen. Don't fight against your natural multi-passionate self. It's a great thing. It's a positive thing. I love that. And you know, that's probably what actually drew me to you is because you did all the things. (laughs) And I think the most important question we can always ask ourselves and keep at the forefront of our minds is what brings me joy? Yeah. And what brings me joy today in this moment might be different than what brings me joy tomorrow. Um, Depending Mm -hmm. on how today goes, you know, maybe tomorrow is an extra 15 minutes in the morning with a cup of coffee. Maybe it's working out, you know, whatever it is. I'm not somebody who loves to sit down and relax to refuel. Oh, same. Oh, God. <laughs> I can imagine you are. It makes same. my skin crawl off. <laughs> right? It's like, no, let me go do a project that's for me and I'll feel happy. Even I'm if I'm dripping in sweat or working my butt yeah. off, right? Because that's how I refuel. So I think, and not even refuel, that's what brings me joy. So that's an easier yeah. question, I think, to ask ourselves. And well, how do I refuel or how do I keep doing all these things? Yes. Just, what brings you joy? And then if you are multi-passionate, do that. Do the thing that brings yes. you joy. 
Even if yeah. you have a nine to five, do that thing um, in between and on nights and all the yeah. things. I literally wrote Chase Joy on my January vision board as my compass for the next year. I didn't do that for so long that, you know, I just was like, this has to be at the forefront. And so allowing yourself to chase that joy. And then mm-hmm. I learned when I'm in that space of chasing joy, other things come along. Other things yeah. fall into place, the business ideas or ways to make an income from it. But if you don't allow the time for the joy, you're never going to see how you could make it work for your life or a career or uh, something you could live off of. And the other piece is I, I have to ask myself, I don't know about you, but I bet it's similar. What brings me joy today? Because some days it's going out and sanding a piece of furniture because it just turns my brain off. But there's other days I'm like, it's hot. I don't want to get dirty. I know I'm going to, it's like a lot of work. Like (laughs) that's not the joy today. Yesterday I was sitting down and coloring with my two girls. If we are multi, you are multi-passionate. You have to also allow for your joy to change Mm -hmm. even from day to day, week to week, month to month. And so finding, you know, just asking yourself, what is it today? Because it can change. How do you also then with that multi-passionate type lifestyle that we're both living right now, how do you keep yourself from being spread too thin? I feel like that is a ever evolving answer, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say, I feel like I work in seasons of life, right? So we just opened a new boutique downtown and I knew coming into that season of life that I was working 12 hour days and that would be, um, that would be it for a few months, right? While we, yeah. we real remodeled and I have a full-time job, so I can't go do that until, uh, five o'clock. Right. So yeah. <laughs> I knew coming into that season, that would be a crazy one. So I felt like I uh, relaxed as much as I possibly could before moving into that season, but still did things when I got home at nine, nine thirty at night, you know, go sit in the hot tub, do something for myself to make sure my entire day is when we, when we're people who pour from our hearts all day, mm-hmm. it's so, so vital that we get something that pours back in. Right. Yeah. So something that I feel pours into me is listening to audiobooks or podcasts. Oh. And um, with my job, I'll travel thousands, usually about two to 3000 miles a month. And so then I can listen to at least one to three audiobooks. And I feel like that's my way of um, giving back to my own heart, even though I'm yeah. still, you know, doing the things. Um, but I would say as far as like spreading yourself too thin, I think it's because it's an ever evolving question. I also think it needs to be a daily thing we ask ourselves mm-hmm. and waking up every morning and whether you're a coffee drinker or not giving yourself 15 minutes of pure silence and saying, how am I doing? How yeah. am I doing right now? Because what you'll start to realize is some days you'll be like, I'm doing okay, but my back hurts. <laughs> you know, yeah. what did we do yesterday that led to the back hurting? Yeah. Um, or, you know, it, it's just a way to check in with ourselves. And I try to do that every morning. And some mornings are like, holy cow, I'm not doing great today. I might call it quits early and have a night. Yeah. Or it's a day where I'm like, geez, I got a lot of energy. I might, I might actually schedule some social posts today, right? Yeah. You have to check in with yourself daily and give yourself permission to feel different daily because we're all human, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the spreading yourself too thin just comes back to checking in. How are you yeah. doing? I, I don't know when I learned this the idea to check in with myself, but it wasn't a thing I knew to begin mm-hmm. with. Like nobody told me. Hey, make sure you check in with yourself. Like, right. I'm pretty sure I had three babies and, and they're all in diapers and no one, I didn't hear anybody saying, or I didn't 
notice anybody saying like, have you checked in with yourself in a while? Like, are you sure you need that high intensity workout every single morning that I was like, Oh, this is my healthy routine. I will not adjust this. I will do the things and I will make this happen. You know, I mean, I'll just tell you right now that just killed my adrenals and it was not (laughs) a good thing to do. And, but I didn't learn that. And so I, I love it. We're talking about this now because I, wish everyone would check in with with themselves. And I'd like what you're saying too. If it's 15 minutes, heck, if it's five minutes that you pause, that pause for me, I never felt was productive. And that's why I didn't think that I could take it. Mm -hmm. But I've learned now that the pause is productive. It's probably the best thing you can do for yourself all day long. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And even if I've shared that concept with others, and and one of the things that people have said is, you know, the household's busy, or how do I get alone? Even if it's that you left five minutes early for work, and you sat Mm -hmm. in the parking lot in your car for five minutes, and you just had a moment to yourself, that silence and the busyness of the morning, there is like you said, there's peace in the pause or, um, is mm-hmm. that the word you used? I think maybe <laughs> Yeah, pa- the, I like to say that the pause is productive because for pause me, I feel like I, I have to that. be productive. Like I have this thing that I don't, yeah, this is deep rooted, but like my worthiness comes into question if I'm not been, if I've not been productive. And so learning that those pauses are productive for me has been a big deal because yeah, yes. yeah I had to be like, no, no, no. I'm not sitting here doing nothing. And even if, and I should sit and do nothing more often, that's also productive, but I'm not there yet. But the pause and reflection time and checking in with yourself, 100%. Necessary. Think about your physical health. Like we all need water to live, right? Yeah. So if you think about your mental health, what do you need to live? Right. Right. I feel like the pause and asking ourselves those questions is as imperative as breathing and drinking water for our physical bodies. Yes. And I always say too, then when you ask yourself those questions, the next step is you need to answer it truthfully. Mm -hmm. Like, don't try to trick yourself and be like, we're fine. It's, you know, how, how society is like, no, no, we're, we're just, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. No, let's get honest and answer the question that we just asked, because Mm -hmm. then you can make those small adjustments. Like you said, you can end the day a little bit earlier. You can make sure you don't add anything onto the day, or you can add a bunch of stuff on if you're feeling energetic, because we do have those high energy and low energy times. And it's okay for that to change from day to day. Absolutely. I'm wondering what advice would you have for someone who is trying to turn their passions into specifically a career or something they can make an income off of? Do you have any ideas or advice for how to go about that? I think the biggest thing, and I suppose it depends on, you know, what kind of passions you have, but the most important thing in life is people. It's the people that you interact with, the people that you serve, customers, all the things. And everything is always about experience. And if you think back to the tough times that we all experienced during the pandemic, industries that survived were the ones that provided an experience that we're still able to, right? During that time, it's the businesses that stepped up and did things differently, that did deliveries or served people where they were at. There's an important lesson to learn from that in that how you serve people or how you treat other people is how you do everything. And if you have that servant heart, then you don't have to be nervous. Those things will come. The business will come. I think ultimately, you know, people buy people, not things. Mm-hmm. People buy that experience. And if if you track your attitude and how you serve people with your dollars and your sales, you'll yeah. see a direct correlation over time. And um, even as a hairdresser behind the chair, I watch my numbers intently and I could tell my um my average tips went down on days that I was tired or not. Fully uh. 
Yeah. On the days I did extras or longer scalp massages or complimentary hand massages, um, those numbers changed. And I don't think it's just a thing of, you know, numbers and sales, right? But it, mm-hmm. when you're worried about diving into multi-passionate and, and doing things like that, I think you, there's that sense of, you know, the what, how much money do I need to pay my bills, right? But then there's yeah. a sense of realizing that there's going to be that overflow when you outserve and upserve your yeah. guests customer and just trusting that and having the heart to do that. I heard a saying back when I was like in middle school and it was make it like the first time every time, or it'll be their last time. Oh yeah. And that's stuck with me in customer service. Um, because especially as a small business where right, you can mess up once and no one comes back. I think yeah. saw a meme the other day. It was like McDonald's can mess up a thousand times and yeah. you still come back. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's just a really good reminder for us as people that People are what matters most. How you serve people matters most. And um, pretty much every business is serving another human in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah, you're totally right. I didn't really think about that until you're just saying, like, we're serving people and how can we best serve? Because you run a completely different business than I run, but we're both, the goal is to serve people, help people. I can't think of a job right now that that's not true about off the top of my head, but yeah, so keeping that in the forefront can really probably help make your kind of roadmap of where to follow. Let's say to the listeners, they don't remember anything else that we said today, but what is your final message that if they don't remember anything else, you would love for them to take this and hold this in their heart as they walk away today? Of all the things, do what brings you joy. Life is too short to not be happy every day. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on. I love talking with you and I think we followed a nudge today and it worked out great. So thank you for that. And tell us where can we find you? I know you have a little code for the listeners, especially. Tell me about that. Thank you also for your time. I appreciate it. We have a special 20% off um, one-time order from our boutique for you that has professional salon products and uh, women's clothing, small through 3X. That's 1906 boutique.com. If you're looking for a new outfit or new hair products. Oh, perfect. And the code is better brave. It is better brave. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. And I will link that in the show notes and I'll link your salons too. If people are listening from out in South Dakota and they can check you out. But I know we have lots of people that, I mean, who doesn't shop online? So go ahead and use that code. And gosh, I love talking with you today. I think we could talk all morning, but thank (laughs) you so much. So to the listeners, have a better brave day. Hey, thanks for being here. I love being able to highlight entrepreneurial journeys because no two are the same. To grab my free sales page planner or to book a discovery call with me, head to the show notes. Finally, please leave a quick review so I can continue this work. See you next week.